Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Action Park Media. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Bring it back. 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 It's so weird not to use headphones. I know. Guys. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Hi, Scout. How are you? I'm good, babe. How are you? I'm good. So we've changed with the microphone situation and the headphone situation a little bit. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. But you know that happens everywhere. It does. Yes. That's crazy. It doesn't just happen at houses. It happens in studio as well. So we don't know what we sound like and we're hoping that this episode actually records. Yeah, I really hope. My voice sounds doing. good. I think you. Do you sound ever like great. like fix your voice when you're listening to yourself in the of headphones? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, guys, this okay. is gonna be it. I just hit my boob. Ow, my boobs are really oh, sore. Today. Don't tell me about your sore I'm boobs. Sorry, I'm still guys. recovering. I'm sorry, you know what? Guys. I was I was thinking on the way. Uh, a couple of things I was thinking on the way here. First of all, I think I have the opposite of road rage. Like when you and I were in the car the other day, we were yelling at people that were driving recklessly. Uh huh. What is road rage? Like, is road rage when you're the one that, like, you're an asshole and you're like, get out of my way? Yeah. So what would be the opposite? Like, every time there's someone that cruises by me like an idiot, I want them to get arrested. Or, you know, it feels so good when they ride on my ass. Not so like that, that. You're my mother. No, like, oh my God, you're I'm, my mom. I'm already going over the speed limit, probably. But I'm would, you, the fast would you move over for the person behind yes, you? Yes. Well, oh, you know, or listen. Or would you stay there and look in your rear view no, mirror? No, only and go, because I'm. Ride my ass. Ride no, it. because of, I still have PTSD from that other crazy chick that tried uh, to run me off the road on my butt. So I'm super cautious when somebody gets right up right up on my tail. Mm -hmm. And then I'm wondering, are they really as close as I think they are? Because I'm going like 75 Mm -hmm. and they seem pretty fucking close to to my bumper. So I get over, but then what I love is they, or they try to go around me or I get over, I, you know, I get over, let them pass. And then I end up going, getting ahead and they go around and then they get stuck in some weird little fucking corner where I'm like, yes. And I'm still driving this speed limit. Fuck you. Oh my God. I just watched this thing on TikTok because guys, now I don't have a life now that that's on my phone and I post things for us. Um, but there was this guy going through like a road rage thing and he kind of is like talking about what you're talking about. He was just watching him and he was just like, you know what? This guy's going to get in an accident. He's going to get like pulled over. Like if he continues this. I saw this. that. And then he Did got you? busted at the police. No, he fucking got in a head on accident. He was like trying to get past and he got into a gnarly, gnarly accident. Obviously you're not wishing that upon someone. Of course, of course. But like, come on. Right. Is there not any process in your brain when you're driving right. reckless like this? Why you have to go if I'm going 75 miles an hour already over the speed limit yeah I which I shouldn't even be admitting to because it's like five miles an hour don't you freak out when you go to places and the speed limit's like 80 miles per hour 80 miles in in Texas 80 (gasps) miles an hour I'm like so that means so I always think that means you can go 10 miles over well well I do 
I do. Yeah. Speed limits are, you know, you I go 10 go miles flow. over. You go with the flow of the traffic. Yeah. But if you're, if, if you're going so 80. So speeding is 105 miles per hour in you Texas? imagine? And somebody is, no. is going no. by you like, no. I always say to David, like, are they going as fast as I think they are? Because I'm going 75 or 80 and they just fucking flew by me. Yeah. And they don't have their blinker and they're driving in and out of lanes. Like, yeah. fuck you, I've got kids in my car. Mm-hmm. Like how, I, I, I'm like, please be a cop. Please be a cop. Please be a cop. So Tom and I um, argue about this a bit um the fast lane yeah is so you're not supposed to drive in the fast lane oh yeah it's for pa- it's for passing <laughs> well i was raised my mom drove that's in the fast you're, lane that's if you're in a two even lane. if people are fucking riding their ass i think that's if you're a, stayed look, in the I'm fast lane i'm gonna i'm gonna google it right so now i never so i always no, drive in the fast lane I, you, you drive in the fast lane it's not just for passing if you're on a two-lane road okay like going camping or something mm-hmm. you drive in the right lane you pass in the left okay but not on the freeway on the freeway the, the fast lane isn't just open for people that want to pass everybody Damn. I mean, is that what he's telling you? Yeah, he he's just he's just saying like the right thing to do if if there's a if car comes coming up fast, behind you get, fast yeah, you move to maneuver. Over. I've been raised no. Oh, they can no. go around. You me. get out of the way. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's when someone's flashing you and they're getting yeah. on your ass. Yeah, and then no. I get irritated. I become that girl. I'm like. Why? Why are you flashing your fucking lights at me? Well, you can be both. You can be that girl because I am too. Like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm man. not moving over. I'm going over the speed limit. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, dirty. this guy's going to run me off the road. So I'm going to go over. That's fine. And you can pass me, you jackass. And then I want to see him try to maneuver and yes. get stuck somewhere else. So you drove with me. Did you think I was a crazy driver? You actually are a good driver. You know, I've never been, I've never let anyone drive my car and been in the passenger seat except my husband. Get out. Oh my God. And I yeah. was driving like really nice. You relinquished control. I mean, I drive a Jeep so I can, I can, yeah. I know how to my drive. Car, but I mean, you know, because my car is a little bit bigger, like, I mean, you just, it, unless you're used to it, like yeah. my sister has no idea. She's always like, oh my God, your fucking car's too big. Your car's too big. Your car's too big. I'm like, I have a seven passenger car. And your car is massive. Is it massive? It is massive. Your car is huge. It's not even the XL. <laughs> I know. But what do you think you look like in that car? It's so cute. Um, so, like you, a soccer mom. You look awesome in that car. Listen, it's all about mass. It's <laughs> all about it. mass. Mass wins. I love it. I love it. Man. I'm like, come on, fuck with me. But then I have that desire too of like, God, I really just wish that I could run you off the fucking road right now. <laughs> I would like to now play that game where I start chasing you and run you off. Cause who do you think you are taking, putting yeah. my life at risk? Yeah. Yeah. Piece of shit. I'm going to fucking get you. <laughs> And then I'm like, what am I doing? Don't do that. Get out don't of your head. Don't do that. Don't do that. And it's usually a BMW. I'm like, oh, of course. There you go. Of oh, course. It's a fucking BMW. Tom was saying something. He was like, it's always a, it wasn't a BMW. He said something Mercedes. else. It was, yeah, Mercedes. It's always, always a Mercedes. Yeah, it's, it's always a Mercedes. Now, because we said this, now you're going to look. Everyone look. It's either a Mercedes. I mean, I've had both Mercedes and BMWs and I don't ever drive like a complete asshole, yeah, but I no. drive aggressively. No. I mean, not, you do know. you think of like the times that you're late? I, I still like when I'm late and I'm that person. I always like apologize or if I do something, I'm always like, I'm sorry. I know, you know, if I do something wrong on the freeway or with, Oh, of course. I always say sorry. Sorry. How many times have you gotten flipped off? Um, I don't think I have. Oh, I did flip someone off yesterday. Oh, don't do because I did gun and I know I did. I did. I was going in a residential area. I was leaving yoga. I was already fucking heated. I almost passed out like four times in this yoga class. No, I haven't been back since 2020. Oh shit. So I was already like, and I was pulling out and it was right in Sepulveda and I was going into like a residential and they have like these massive bumps in the road, like every 
like every other two driveways. Like it, it seemed right. like an excessive amount, but my car is a tiny fucking car. <laughs> I have to slow down yeah. to go over these bumps. Yeah. I don't have your car. Where yeah, I, I even just, slow down. Yeah. Or, you know, so, and, and this guy obviously takes oh. this road and not Sepulveda so for a ass. fucking purpose. He was on my ass so much that he was honking. <gasps> he was flashing his lights. And I was like, are you fucking kidding oh, me? Oh yeah, I know. And yeah. I just like flipped him off and I just was like, I'm going to drive. How you're going to drive? Safe. Yeah. No, I know. I yeah. think, okay. That's a different story. Yes. That but I, I would have probably off, done And the I was same like, thing. oh my God, don't flip, don't flip them off. Because you're worried someone's going to pull a fucking gun yeah, out the window for something stupid. You never know. You know, I, so we're friends on the highway patrol. Like that's our crew in yeah. Ventura County. Like those are all our friends. So oh anytime God. I see anybody or we see anybody like driving crazy. So we're in the car the other day and we saw this guy all over the road. All over the freeway, all over the 118. So of course I was like, you know, call, call our friends. So we call him like, where are you? Are you out now? Or are you? He's like, I'm in the office. We're like, do you go, do you have a guy on, you know, whatever the road, oh the exit God. was? And he's like, I do No actually. one can get away. If no, you guys we are following them, like Danielle. he's here, he's here, he's going over there. He's all over the road. Wow. So they got him. So of course, so we saw the five, get, you know, get back on. He's like, I've got my guy. He's like, you know, whatever. It's not going to be, it was not a suburban. It was like one of the cruisers. And I was like, yeah, get him, get him, get him, oh get him. Oh my God. Cause I was like, Who, you know, fuck you for driving drunk. Get him, get him. Yeah. So they. He got him and the guy pulls over onto the right, you know, the right side. And then just, first he doesn't slow down right away. Uh-huh. And I'm like watching the whole thing. He pulls over to the right and then he doesn't stop. He goes back out into the slow lane to get off the freeway. And um, we almost hit him because oh, we were no. watching it go down. I was like, this guy, oh my God. Anyway, we ended up saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. He got him. He got him. I felt so vindicated. And then we turned around. I'm like, I want to, I want to go see, like, I want to go see if he's rested. You are amazing. So we like turned around. We got like back on there. <laughs> we go turned around. Oh my God. I was like, yes, get this motherfucker. <laughs> so we turned around, got off. But when we saw where the cop pulled him over, he, the guy wasn't there. The little car wasn't, it was like a Miata or something. Or I was like a little car. How do you fucking get away in that little baby car? Because he wasn't drunk. He had a flat tire. Uh, he was like a kid driving home from, from oh. the gym. And the guy's like, the cop's like, dude, you don't be like, don't yeah. drive, you know? Yeah. Cause you're, yeah, you're all over the road because, so he looked like he was wasted. Yeah. Cause he couldn't stay in the lanes cause he had a flat tire. Oh man, poor kid. So I was like, damn it, damn oh, it, you're damn like, it. No victory. Like, you're like, I just ah. called the cops on a oh, child with my. a flat tire. Yeah. I felt a little bit bad. <laughs> but I was like, finally, you know, there's so limited cops um, yeah. now and there's people that do all kinds of horrible, stupid shit and nobody's getting in trouble for anything. No, I did something very unsafe uh, right before my car engine, my Jeep RIP, um, engine exploded um because I didn't do oil chains oh. oil changes like I what? should have like a fucking moron my fucking parents didn't teach me this shit okay <laughs> this is like in my early 20s when my when my car RIP'd but I I don't know what was going on but in my Jeep for some reason I had just got my brakes fixed but my brakes weren't working and I was stuck on the fucking freeway and I didn't know what to do other than turn my car off or grab the emergency, the emergency brake. Break, yeah. And oh I God, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't know what to do. So I, I managed to get off the freeway. I was just like, there's a green light. I'm just going to, I'm just going to turn. I'm going to just get to this auto body shop without pressing brake. This is me. This is my like video game moment. And I did. And I was like weaving through just a couple people. It was like pretty early in the morning. So there wasn't that many people on the road. And I I managed to go like three blocks and then get to the- Without stopping. Without stopping and get into there. And then I just 
yank that fucking thing. Were you panicked the entire I was, time? I wasn't panicked until I got out of my car and realized that that's what I just did. I don't know what, what came over me. It was like, I, I love playing Mario Kart. It was like Mario Kart oh. hit my mind. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, I'm in this game. Let's go. <laughs> I just oh put my, my head, the headphones on that don't work right now. Oh my God. I was like, let's go Mario Kart style. Where's the bananas? Where's the bananas? Oh yeah. my God. I don't know what crazy. happened what, like went over me, but it was, I will never do that ever again in my Whoa. life. But um, what do you do? You don't know in those situations yeah, what, what do you're you going to do. Oh, craziness. I know. All right, let's talk dirty, okay, eh? let's talk dirty. Okay. Um, uh, okay, so, first of all, I found this, I have this book. Um, I, I mean, I guess I'll give him a shout out. Um, um, it's called Pilgrim Soul. It's a creative thinking journal that you're supposed to only use when you're high. <laughs> I love that. Oh my um, God, can you read some, please? I just please. started it. Uh, can you just read one? It's just really, really ridiculous. Um, but I just said they've got like different weed brand, different like weed strengths too. Um, I, again, I don't smoke, so I only take edible, but um, I think this is really interesting. So it talks about the, the, like the left brain is analysis, language, logic, math, reading, reasoning, sequence, speaking, timeless writing. Uh-huh. The right brain, of course, it's like all squiggly, is art, music, context, creativity, dreams, emotion, feeling. We, we're kind of, you're probably more right brain than left yeah. brain, but um, I definitely feel like I'm both of those things. Yeah, you it are. It was really hard for me to like let go of control, even though I was high, like let go of, you know, um, let go. So here's okay. here's an exercise in creative lying. Okay. Um. And in this exercise, let's test your ability to stretch the truth. There, You need to do three. I could not, you know, I hate fucking lying. So it was really hard for me. I had to do three lies and one truth. Ooh, I love doing that shit. Come up with three interesting facts that sound real, but are not. And then one that is real. So it's going to be a total of four lines. Once you finish, see if others can guess which are real and which are made up. Cool. Okay, so bring it on. I bring it on. will read. Let's go. Like here's an example, which is so funny. Okay, wait. I'll, this Let me see how, if I can guess it. This is how kooky I am. So it says why. It says good fiction is the lies that tell the truth. Professors from Harvard and USC business schools have found a clear link between one's ability to lie and one's ability to think creatively. Hmm. So you're good at this, Scout. Yeah. You, you said you used to lie as a kid. Yeah, so I used to. I used super to. creative. Like they said it's a, so it's a good thing. Um, in their studies, people who overreported their success on various tasks tended to perform better in exercises that measure creativity. In short, bending the truth inherently demands creativity. So I'm encouraging yeah. you guys to lie. <laughs> Just saying you could be creative. Tattles. So here's here's an example of like, it's like it has you pick like which one of these is true. So of okay. course, like I picked which one I thought. And then I, then I wrote like, huh, I went looking for the correct answers after I guessed. Yeah. I, like, the, my A type went on to see like if I got it, the answer right. Oh my God, you're amazing. Um, so uh, one out of every 10 people born in Europe this year were conceived in an Ikea bed. Number what? two, the average person swallows six spiders a year in their sleep. You true. See, I knew that was true too. Yeah. Number three, coconuts are considered mammals because they have hair and produce milk. Get the fuck out. And in the early 1800s, 99 cent stores were exclusively for the rich. 
I mean, that's stupid. So yeah, of course, a new person's. But I was like that IKEA yeah. one is pretty. Is, that's crazy. Is, I, want, I mean, it's wait, a lie. why? So those are all lies. Oh, okay, I didn't write these. Those okay. were the examples. Okay. Oh, those are the examples. So, I was so like three good ones. <laughs> so three of those were lies that as examples, and that one was true. The spiders was true. So. Oh man. Uh, mind you, you uh, you're high when you're doing this. Yeah. So can um, we zone into my highness right now? Okay. So here's I. I'll give you. I, I haven't actually even uh, really read these. This is interesting. Um, list three convinc- convincingly false facts and one truth. So my first box I wrote. Number one, a random girl hugged me in a store because she thought that I was Shannon Doherty from Nine Hundred Two and I believe it. I once took a class on perfume making. Hmm. I had a pet guinea pig as a kid. Or I took an eight hour crash course on how to use Instagram. That's true. (laughs) true. I know that was true. I don't. Okay. What was this? What was the third one? Not the guinea pig. The one before that. Uh, I took a class on perfume making. Okay. It's between those two. I think you did take a class. On perfume, and I think you did not have a guinea pig as you were growing up. Uh, they're all lies except for the eight-hour crash course. Oh, my God! <laughs> Damn it. There's supposed to be only one true, and you knew that I went and took a class oh on man, Instagram. I got confused. It's not a trick. I got confused. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the, here's another one, four. Okay. So out of four, one is true. One is so true. So I flew cross-country for a blind date when I was 19. Yep, true. <laughs> so I wear it? a size four and a half shoe. True. <laughs> I worked for Coldwell Banker for one week. Mm. I once farted in an audition by accident. <laughs> that is not true. So it's the banker. Banker. It's a, that's not true. The fart. You don't fart. No. You only farted in front of your husband on accident. Once, on accident. Once, and everybody knows this. Okay. So what are the other ones? So I flew cross country for a blind date. True. I wore a size four and a half shoe. True. Or I worked for, for Coldwell Banker for one week. False. I worked for Coldwell Banker for one week. You farted in an audition? No, I didn't. Liar. I'm just kidding. Could you imagine? I did have a panic attack in an audition once. Did you? I did in front of Ivan Reitman. Oh my God. I had to walk out of the room. I had a full blown. Wait, why? Do you you know know. why? No. I'd never had one before. Lines or? No, I was just doing fine doing my, I was, it was long, 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 long time ago. I literally had to leave the room and I had, I came back and knocked on the door and said, I'm so sorry. Can I? And I come back in and do it again because I just bl- I like blacked out. It was the craziest thing. It was horrible. Oh okay, man! Here's one more. Okay. Okay. So one's a lie. I'm sorry. They're all lies except one. Okay. They're all. Lies. I have been ice skating on a real frozen lake. Okay. I have done an improv stand up twice. I wore purple contacts my entire sixth grade school year. My favorite childhood sandwich was a pickle and Wonder Bread sandwich. Hmm. And ice skating on a real frozen lake, done stand up. So one's true. Two times. I wore purple contacts my entire sixth grade school year. My favorite childhood sandwich was pickle and Wonder Bread. It's between the pickle. It's between the pickle and the stand up. Am I right? Yeah, it was the pickle sandwich. <laughs> Woo! That, 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 I know you did. I would take like Wonder Bread <laughs> and I would go get the bit pickles. Oh, let me tell and you. And I would what. slice it and lay them out. And I'd eat pickle sandwiches. <laughs> I believe that shit. What it was yours? Mine was um, 
white bread and okay. then mayo on both sides yeah. with a bunch of fucking pepper, oh. shit ton of pepper on each of the breads and then just a bologna slice. Oh yeah. That sounds good. That, that actually sounds really <laughs> it's so good. good. It was so good. Or just I bacon and like it. nine pieces or a, a toast and nine pieces of bacon and just smushed Ooh, it That sounds together. really good yeah. actually. Put an egg on <laughs> Those there. Those are my sandwiches. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Everyone is like, talk sex to me. Oh yeah. But I want to, well, why don't you give me three lies and one truth? Oh shit. It, it's hard, but That's right? hard. I know, okay. I know. Okay. Let you're me not come high. up with mine. Okay, you read those and I'll Okay, come you're up with not. Mine. Okay, so also here's the funny one. So wait, let me see. If this one is, I didn't, I don't think I got to this. One. Oh yeah. Can you do a horror? I'm so A-type. It wants you to write a horrible poem. Oh, I can't. Yeah, that's easy. I can't even write poems. Write a five-line poem <laughs> that is purposely terrible with whatever <laughs> format terrible. or style you choose. Just try to make it the very opposite of what you or others might think is good. And it says why. It says judgment is the number one killer of creativity. Mm, On the other hand, freeing yeah. yourself from judgment is rocket fuel for the imagination. That's it is so fucking a healthy true. healthy act of creative imagination to abandon any self-censorship completely and to just create impulsively. Even going so far as creating something purposefully bad. And you might find that something good comes out of it, which is interesting, you guys. So, you know, Scout and I don't do a ton of preparation for our show because we want it mm-hmm. to just be like a fly on the wall of what of us having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't, A, I'm not someone that, like, even when we're working, when I'm working on a movie, I don't want rehearsals. No, me neither. I hate rehearsals. And when I the director comes them. up and it's like, well, you know, when we do it, I understand <sighs> it's just rehearsal, but I want you to, it's like, well, duh, I'm not going to give you all, give it all. I don't, just tell me the blocking. Mm-hmm. What, where do you need me for the best, like, where's the camera going to be? Let's just walk and talk it and let me go back to, let me know when you're ready. Don't you hate and let's it just when do it. some directors want like a week prep of like rehearsals? I won't do it. Oh, really? No. God, it's, it's the worst. The it's got to be worst. organic and authentic. Yeah. It it's can't so be funny. scripted and rehearsed. It's so funny. Or like table reads. I don't get them anymore. I'm just like, no. what's the point? We're not going to read it like we're going to read it. Like, yeah. like I, I don't I don't. I heard Woody we... Allen does that. It's, he does like rehearsal, like so much oh, rehearsal. God, no. Not that I'd work for him. No, Woody, I can Yeah. <laughs> not that I'd work for him. But it's a whole different topic over yeah, there. Um, so here's my horrible poem. And I just thought it was funny because again, yes. I'm so A-type. Roses are red, violets are blue. But are they really? I mean, come on. <laughs> Who made up that shit? <laughs> That's good. I literally, when you thought of a poem, I was like, okay, roses are red. But I literally went to that. Because I'm like, <laughs> violets are blue. They're purple. Oh my God, I love that. Why do they say violets are blue when the color violet is purple? Yeah. So yeah. Who, sa- who made that dumb poem up? That is, that is pretty crazy. Oh my God, so I love stupid. that. So this what, is What's this thing again? Uh, what's this thing this called? is called Creative Thinking Journal by Pilgrim Soul. Okay. Um, I found it online. I bought it for my husband and I bought it for my best girlfriend. And there here was one where um, it has you describe people. It gives, so it gives you four names and you have to describe in your mind what who they are. Um, Ethel, McMur- Ethel McMurtry. Who is Ethel McMurtry? M-C-M-U-R-T-R-Y. You just have to, who is it? Who is she? Like describe her to me. Um, I just think of I Love Lucy, Ethel. Oh, you think of I Love Literally, Lucy. Literally, I just think of that, Ethel. I don't know any other. I think of like an old woman, Ethel, like living under the shadow you had of to her be best specific friend. Specific about about. Keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah. She's a hot redhead, and she will never become that woman ever in her life. And she just has to be the best friend that holds the shit. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's who I think of. Interesting. You want to know something really funny? Uh huh. Um, my Ethel has red hair too. Get out. Yeah, but she's got white roots. Okay. So I wrote Florida. Uh huh. She's 92 years old. Okay. She's yeah, a Brooklyn old, Jew. Old. 
She has red hair with white roots. She's got glitter red nails. She likes Italian men to come over and have wine with her. Mm. She loves to laugh. And she changed her name to Rihanna Rose. Oh, so Ethel does not see my Ethel would change herself too in a second. Why is that? Oh, I poor Ethel. Know. If you're listening, you know, Ethel was my great name. My, my great grandma's name was Ethel. <laughs> we love your name. Okay. So two, two, um, two truths, one lie. All right. See if you can determine. Two truths, one lie? For me. See if you can determine. Okay. So. Well, that's easy. How about give me two lies and one truth? I, bitch, I had to come up with oh, this. Oh God. Okay. Two truths and a two lie. Truths. It's going to be easier. Um, okay. So. The odds are like more I, in my favor. I. Grew up in two mortuaries is one. And two mortuaries. Two mortuaries. Okay. I um, froze my turtles on accident. You froze your turtles on accident. And I don't know how to skateboard. Well, I know you know how to skateboard. So the other two are true. No, I don't know how to skateboard. You don't, but you used to go hang out in skate park. Yeah. <laughs> hang out. Keyword. Oh. Hang out. <laughs> so you don't know how to skateboard. You just were a poser. Yeah. <laughs> that was You me. just liked the look. Look at it all. Oh, the boys. boys. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. So um, I didn't live in two mortuaries. My dad just had two mortuaries. I lived in one. Got it. <laughs> Speaking of dead people. So, you know, I'm trying to find my house sold, right? So I'm in escrow and I'm trying to find a place. So it all was good. Yeah, all everything's okay. fine. Great. Yeah, everything's Great. fine. So we're okay. in escrow. I'm trying to find a place to live. California is so expensive. I can't, I just need to stay here for a few months because I'm working on a movie and mm-hmm. I'm, my house isn't ready yet. So you go online and places are like seven, eight, nine thousand dollars yep. for like a two bedroom yep. apartment somewhere. I'm sorry. I, I just can't do it. Uh huh. I just can't. Why do you think I want the fuck out of here? I can't. It's, We're renting. It's so crazy. I mean, I know it's like Airbnb and it's all furnished and there's stuff, but I'm sorry. I'm looking at guest houses that are costing $7,000 a month. I just mm-hmm. won't do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we have our trailer. We just need to find an RV park. But because it's so big, it's hard to find one where we can park it out that isn't like far, like Ohio or, you know, because I still want the kids to be able to go to school. Oh, So okay. we did find one close, close by. So we're just working on, on doing that. But before I'd found a place that I was like, okay, this Airbnb was like $4,000. Yeah. What happened to that? Um, well she ended up calling back saying, oh yeah, you know, the internet's not, not great. So just want you to know. And I was like, that's totally fine. I don't care about the internet. We're just going to stay there before I was like, let's do the RV thing. And then she decided to write me back saying, I'm going to cancel the reservation because it's just not lucrative enough for us. We're going to, we're going to list it for a long-term rental. So she booked me on Airbnb <gasps> and then canceled my reservation. They can do that? No, I don't think that they can. Oh. And then she she listed it for more money. Get the fuck out. So that was really unethical and I was pissed. And I was like, okay. So I called one of my girlfriends, my friend Laura, actually, who um, it was my stand-in, my stunt double in the Halloweens and a bunch of movies. Yeah. And I'm like, or she saw my post on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So she called and she goes, you know, my friend has a house over in Lake Balboa and um, she's not here. She's taking care of her dad in Boston and, and, but it's there if you want, but she wants to, she wants, she's got screwed in the past. She wants a credit report oh, and, a depo- you know, a depo- credit report for renting. I was like, I'm paying you what? up front. Like it's only what? a month and I'm going to pay you up front. So you're not running my credit. Like, dude, people are becoming crazy. fucking anal, crazy. anal from this shit. Well, I called Trust her. Me. Why do you think I lived with moms after moms after moms after moms? Because this bullshit. Crazy. Me, my credit was bad. I didn't have a co-signer. You know, I right. was. Right. Oh you my can't. God. I, there's no way to get ahead. There's no way. No so way. I call. So I, I send 
her a picture of my house that I sold Mm -hmm. and said, you can trust that I take care of people's property very well. My massive house. (laughs) Look at the house that I'm building. That's um, massive. And anyway, I was like, here's my credit score because I have, of course, I have credit karma and I gave it to her and I said, my credit score is over 800 because I'm like obsessive about having good credit. I'm almost there. And um, it's good. It's important. And, um, you know, I will pay you cash. If you need a security deposit, that's totally fine. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. It's $4,000 for the month. Cool. Um, so she was like, okay, cool. But I just have to be upfront with, with you. <laughs> um, our last tenant, uh, passed away in the house. Ah! <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> what the fuck is up with you and fucking dead people, man? I, I don't, I was surrounded by dead me? people. <gasps> I know. I was like, what about you? I was like, okay. Um, I'm really sensitive to that. Um, and if you don't mind me asking how, how I committed suicide, fuck me. So you're was, not staying in this place? Of course not. Yeah. I was like, I really appreciate it. Um, and she's like, you know, I haven't been able to even go back into the house because she found the person and tried to resuscitate and couldn't bring them back. Oh my God. And her shaman, who I guess she doesn't, isn't around anymore, was working with her because she's got major PTSD now because of it. And she she can't get relief. She can't even go back in there. So she lives in the guest house when she is here. She like can't. Did she know? She didn't look at like a, us in a true crime. Did she know that the person was depressed? Man, woman? I have no idea. Didn't she, she didn't get into specifics. See, I would so have been like, I, so what Well, happened? I said, you know, interesting. My therapist does shamanic healing and energy work aside from talk therapy. She's Buddhist. She's, this is what she does. I need to go your therapist. So I said, here's here. And she is like three blocks from where this woman's house is. Wow. I said, here's her name. Meant to be. This is what she, I think she'll be able to help you. So I said, sometimes we come into each other's lives for reasons that are not what we think that they are, but listen to what, listen to the signs and move forward. So I appreciate it. I'm obviously going to pass on the house. Thank you for telling me before I moved in there and was like, why is there a weird vibe going on right now? I don't want my kids to be, I just, I can't, no, 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 no. So. What would you do if your kids, because you have kids, started talking to something <laughs> that wasn't there? Like, because we've been in so many horror movies and we've like, hear this shit. I just started watching. Fuck, I was going to ask our last guest. Because um, I just started watching Tyler Henry. Oh, yeah. I love Tyler Henry. Oh, I want to be on God. that show. So I want to be on the show. I, I, I reached out to him. I did too. And never did got you? back. Yeah, he never like back years ago. Oh, uh, guys, back put it in Tyler Henry's Tyler ear Henry, that we please. really want him on the show. But there is somebody we that want did. him My on this show. My friend was telling me about that is a medium that does want to uh, do a reading. So yes. we'll have to get. We'll have to come on and do the show. To do that. So amazing. I'm waiting for them for them to contact me. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. What would you do if your kids. Carter is obsessed with death. Uh, he he at, is? Okay, so we were at the park. The, yes, he's very curious about it. Always talks about what heaven. He calls it Kevin. When, wow. when you die, you go to Kevin. Okay. Um, I'm like, okay, it's heaven, but that's okay. It's cuter when you say it's Kevin. <laughs> so we're at the park the other day and there was like a sign um, at the park that was saying like what time the park opened, the water park is. It's like a water play pad, which is closed because of COVID. So it's like, oh, this, you know, between from Labor Day through, you know, whatever the days it's open, here's the hours and the time. Mm-hmm. But he was over there for a minute and he kept saying, mommy, come over and read this to me. I want you to read this to me. And I was like, I can't get up and like run. Just why do you need me to come across the park? Yeah, and read a sign yeah. to you like go play there's the playground yeah. that's what I'm here for and he was like please mommy I was like okay fine so I get up I go over and read it and he says to me is that where people are are they in the dirt Sensory. and I was like what 
I go, well, you think it's a, but where would he get a cemetery? How would he know anything about a cemetery? Maybe oh, from he knows. cartoon or something. Kids talk, kids, are you kidding me? They, they know they're, they're probably playing like he, cemetery I had to tell him, something at school. I had to tell him like, cause I always said, when you die, you, you go to heaven, oh. heaven's in the clouds. So he, I was, he goes, well, when you die, I thought you said you go to Kevin. And I said, well, your soul goes to heaven, but mm. your body is goes in in a cemetery. Oh my god, what a crazy fucking thing! And a topic he was to like, talk "Mommy, to are you age? gonna go into the dirt? Are you gonna go into the cemetery when you die?" Oh, and, and I was like, "No, to- no, no, baby, I, I'm gonna be in your room. I'm gonna be. In a, uh, I'm gonna be in a that to him. I'm gonna be. Then you had to explain that to him. So they burn your body yeah, and I they put I, you in a peanut butter." So you could have mommy I forever. I didn't get that far. Um, I didn't get that far. Oh, but just explain cremation. I'm going to okay. tell Auntie Scout to take that yeah, one for me. I got me. you. I got you, Carter. <laughs> but so that was like, get out of my bed. Get I was out like, of my oh, bed. Then I'll be with you forever. You can just put me in your room. And he's like, when's that going? When are you, when is that going to happen? I was like, not until oh I'm a hundred. He's like, how old will I be? 88? Because he's my grandma died at 88, so 88's always like in his head. Oh man. So uh, traumatized. But he's so, so interested in death. Wow. Maybe and what he might be a m- and- mortician. Oh, I maybe. I mean, I'm, I always say I'm convinced that he's been in my life before as my son or my husband or yeah. my something because he's like a little, he's like, he's, we've been together before. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how. You guys are very glued. Maybe Okay, let's get grandma. into a sex question okay, here. Okay, let's get, let's talk to Let's dirty. get into a sex question. Well, first of all, somebody wrote a comment that yeah, I thought was really So cool. Lovely. So we, so we already talked about a, a couple episodes ago about how amazing it is when we give these advice, how amazing it is that we're receiving emails and yeah. DMs of people also including their thoughts on yep. answering the question. So we're And I re- didn't even think about about this. Mm-hmm. Um uh which is so interesting. Um so love, love, love the podcast. It's my okay, thanks for taking the time to read this, Scout and Danielle. Love, love, love the podcast. It's Maverick is his nickname. He's okay. gonna use his real name. Okay. It's my daily addiction. I love that. My email today is in reference to your podcast about men uh, and giving a woman oral. Mm-hmm. I do not want to toot my own horn, but I am good at it. Oh, I fucking Maverick. love it. I completely agree with Scout about the different mechanisms of the female vagina. It can make a man nervous. Totally get it. Backstory. I don't enjoy getting oral. Oh. We've talked about this too. Yeah. Bad experience when I was 17. We ditched school, fooled around at her house. She began to give me oral. Within like 30 seconds of doing so, we heard a door slam upstairs. Out of reaction, she bit down on it. Ooh. Every guy's butt just puckered just now. Um, I am 38 and I still have a huge mental block about it. Don't get me wrong. During my 20s, women found it a challenge to make me pop sort of speak, never happened. Out of the situation, I developed my oral skills. In my head, I felt like, well, if I don't like oral, one of us has to. I make it an experience, and he goes into what he does, kissing thighs, light blowing around the inner thighs. So that would not work for me. I'd be like, stop it. 
stop it. Oh, stop really? It. I don't oh, like I to be like tickled or like, no, just fucking don't tease. Just get in there. Oh, I love it. Don't tease me. <laughs> um, uh, out of the situation, I developed my oral skills in my head. I felt like, well, if I don't, okay, I started to write that. Uh, all I'm here to say is as a guy, it takes time to perfect what works for you when going down. Yes. You may need to change it up woman to woman, but, but for the most part, practice makes perfect, gentlemen. Ooh. Don't be scared. Don't have doubts. Most women are pretty understanding when you explain you're not the best at it or you haven't done it in a while. Just give it a try, guys. Just as much as you love getting had, well, most of us, he says. <laughs> she enjoys the same feeling as well. It cannot be one-sided. Mm, I love so, that. So that was very, and then there's a super cute meme that he says. It's so funny. Um, I remember seeing the meme. When a girl asks why I'm so good at oral, I just shrug and say, I don't know. But it's really because I used to be fat and lazy and ate a snack pack pudding without a spoon. <laughs> and there. Now I went to all the kids I used to babysit that used to do that. Oh, I was like, ah, ah, no, oh my God. Oh God. No. I'll never be able to give oh, my kids yeah, snack pack give chocolate them, pudding don't ever give them again. Those at all. Oh. Um, there was something that he said in there. I mean, I, I can't imagine though being, it's still really hard to be that vulnerable with a partner, whether you're a man or a woman to say, oh, I, I don't know if I'm good at this. I've had men say that before. Really? Yeah. I've never. Yeah. Never. And yeah. I have never said. Well, because hmm. you're not. Yeah, I'm not. But you're not bad still, at it, right? like, like <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty Could good. you imagine? I'm not really good at blowjobs, yeah, like, but I'm going to try. Like, li- like, I just, I'm, I'm imagining like little, like, like, I'm not really good at this. So just There's got to be a way. There, there must be a way to say it. If a man said to me, like my guy, I was in my 20s. I think he was. I think he said so he said like, that? He yeah, said there was. I don't remember specifically how the conversation went, but he was like, it's not usually my, like my forte. I'm better at other things, but I'm going to get in there and try. And I was like, go for it. So I there wasn't. Never had someone say that to me. Wow. That's, I mean, it's great that they can be open and honest with you. Right? Obviously, you're like, cool. maybe I didn't create little it. Little to the left, little to the right, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. But it was, it's nice to have that, you know, that conversation. I mean, only, I guess, maybe like when I'm in a, a, a relationship and, and the person's like, oh, well, I just, I want to, I want to I be able to please you. Like, it's, just tell me if I need to do something. There's that talk. Right. Or whatever. I mean, I've told most of, I mean, I was like, cool. It's not easy for me to get off anyway, going down. I told you yeah, my husband's same, the only one that same. ever made me get off from mm-hmm. going down on me. So out of everyone that I've ever dated, sorry, all you guys that thought you did. That wasn't real. <laughs> that wasn't. Fakies. <laughs> I was like, be over with this. Fakies happens. Please. Oh, it does. Man. Yeah. So, but I didn't think like that, like, I mean, yeah, the trauma of like, if someone bites down on you, I guess it's like, you can yeah, never could you really. you imagine someone biting down on your vagina? No. Fuck that. No way. As, as a kid. And then have to. Like, I'd be like, never mind. Like, don't, 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 No. So I get you, Maverick. Maverick. I get Maverick. it. Maverick. I get it. I would be so fucking traumatized. Oh my god. That's so, my one of my uh, best girlfriends. Her, she's, she calls her husband Maverick in her phone. I wonder if this is. It's not him. Maverick. Is it you? Is it you? I'd be like, I really hope that. Okay, it's let's not your see husband. here. I got. I got. I got something. Um, anonymous, please. Let me just make bold. sure we're still recording since we're. Let me make sure this light is. Okay. In bold, bold, yeah. bold letters. Oh God. Uh, anonymous. Okay, so we will keep you anonymous. anonymous. 
anonymous. Daryl Lynn. Um, hello, beautiful ladies. Before I begin, I'd like to say, someone's calling me, I'd like to say that I prefer to remain anonymous. Huge fan of you both. Really love you, Scout. Hope to meet you both one day. Love, love your podcast. Thank love you. you. Um, I've never listened to one until now. Well, oh, welcome. welcome. <laughs> anyway, I had some questions that I'm kind of shy about asking, but I want to anyway. So first, what do you do, if anything, if anything, to have such a sex drive? I feel like I've tried so much, yet I'm so far away. Second, do you have any suggestions for someone who wants to spice things up, but not in a painful way? I love how we're like talking about all these (laughs) strap-ons, chokers, bring all that stuff. Um, uh, But not in a painful way. In mind, I'm self-conscious about myself. And then, so let's answer those questions. Is now. that from a woman or a man? Um, it is from a woman. Hmm. I it mean, is- you can start by maybe just wearing something a little sexy. Mm-hmm. Well, she's having problems. So first, what do you do, if anything, to have such a sex drive? So Ugh. what do we do to have? It's hard, man. I think Trust you're just me. wired that way. It's yeah. like hormonal mm-hmm. and... You Some know, people just don't have a sex drive. As it's, a woman, it's hard, I guess. It depends on like what's going on in your day, what you're thinking about, what's happening in your life, how you feel about yourself. You know, it's all your, your vagina is connected to your brain. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if you are with this person or if you're not with this per- or if you're, I, I can't tell if she's in a relationship, a relationship or not. Or not yeah. So it's hard to like give, um, crazy advice because I feel like if you are with someone and you don't have a sex drive, I would try like going on a trip. Oh, like yeah. adventure. Like sure, that's sure. what me and my guy do all the time. Like we'll go just do, have someone even a getaway, time. even a yeah. one day, yeah. just like a one day, like go to, I don't know where you are, but go somewhere like fun and exciting and, and just see, like have some like wine, go, like drink with date, each other. But yeah, right? go on a, a date. date, go on a date. Um, but, but if it's, the, uh, with a stranger, with people in general, yeah. not having a sex drive, I feel like that's. I just, wonder how that's how that's worked with like quarantine and stuff for people not being able to meet and touch for for people that are oh, single yeah. for a few years. Like, do you does it just like most of our moms are like women? Like they're they haven't had sex and God, like you talk about your parents too. You're like how how is yeah. it okay that you haven't? Yeah, is it does it just go away? Uh, I mean, how do you not want to have sex? I think you just get like, you get used to the, it's like watching the same show. You just get used to the program. Do you think they masturbate? Like, or do you, or, yeah. or is it just no? I mean, when, when Tom and I had that, that moment or whatever, I just kind of got used to it. It just, yeah, you just kind of like get used to it. And it, like, I don't know, it kind of goes away for a, a bit. It goes away, you're right? Like, you're, cl- you're clicked out for a second. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you just get so used to it being one, one way that you don't really see a difference. So maybe that's with this woman as well. She's just like, has gotten so used to being, not having sex. Right. That she, the maybe drive there's is just, just gone. Th- it's just gone. So there's something I think that you need to find inside of you. So I would think maybe masturbation and try stuff oh, with yeah. you with and just yourself, yourself yeah, alone that's first. Yeah. And open and find that sexy thing yeah, within yourself. feels good, yeah. And then maybe try with um, partners. Like I said, I don't know if she's in a relationship or not in a relationship. And depending on age too, mm-hmm. um, you can go get your blood. You know, listen, I was talking about being on um, hormone therapy replacement. Like 
go get your blood work done. It could be something with your thyroid. It could yeah. be something with your estrogen yep. level, with your testosterone. There's like so many things that we blame ourselves. Like what's wrong with me? Why don't I want, why don't I want to please yeah. myself yeah. when it, it maybe has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's about taking care of yourself. It's about working on yourself from the inside, outside, being healthy, healthy mind, healthy body. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll, and don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard. I think there's, right there's now. a lot of people out there that are like this. Like it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not anything that's, that's new. I've, I've hit pockets of where course. I was like that too. So it's, it's of course. It, it always starts with inner. You always have yeah. to do the work with yourself and then you're just like, eh, not interested. There's yeah. other things you're kind of thinking about or, you know, you may have going on in your life. So yeah, but la- lingerie, masturbation, toys yeah. with yourself, mirrors, anything like that. Like simple, simple little stuff. Even like, like, um, I mean, I remember, um, like lighting candles and, and sitting in the tub and like, like even just like masturbating in like the tub, which yeah. is really nice. It's for me and music. Yeah. I was reading a book beforehand. It's so hard for women you know? just to like take care of them, like yeah, do things take for care themselves. Of first. You yeah. know, you know, what was the second part of her, of her? Oh, oh, um, I think it was a question to you. Third would be for Danielle. What are some affordable options that you could recommend when it comes to having children? Um, again, aside from the expensive side, I feel like I'm doomed. I truly hope this reaches you and that I am able to hear my questions answered. Thank you so much, lovelies. Affordable ways to have kids? Yeah. What are some affordable options that you could recommend when it comes to having children? (sighs) Dude, it just baffled my mind because Tom and I, you know, obviously are talking about next steps and all that stuff. And I was like, do you know that it costs... To fifteen thousand dollars to have a child in California, I was just like, Wait. yeah. The, the, somebody was doing like a YouTube thing, or or no, it was TikTok. Of course, it was TikTok. That's with insurance, were, right? Yeah, with, with yeah, with with insurance. I was just like, holy fucking shit. That was Sorry, wait, that's just naturally. That's what they were they were saying. Naturally, it cost that or naturally, yes. Listen, thirty six thousand over. Here. Yeah, it yeah. does. So they they charge like thir- what? Yeah, but it's the Dude. whole fucking system's fucked up. Dude, you know, so I know fucked. my doctor is so like fucked. charged is more for C section. I think they bill my insurance company like thirty six grand or something, and then they end up getting like three grand. Yeah, and then out of that they get like five hundred dollars. The doctor gets nothing because the insurance mm-hmm. is like we're gonna deduct all this. So they don't they charge that crazy amount because they don't get paid that. You're like, wow, how is my doctor getting $500 to open me up and take out a child right now? So affordable options. I know. So I unfortunately had to go through fertility treatments, um, which were all out of pocket because my insurance covers zero of that. Wow. Because, you know, our lovely Screen Actors Guild probably doesn't want us not working and having children. So they're not going to support that on their insurance plan. Um, because then we're not working and making money for them. Right. I I always thought about it because there are many insurance companies and many, um, uh, employers that have uh, provide insurance to their employees that cover fertility treatments. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it doesn't cost anything. So so it it could be, you know, $10,000 if you needed, needed, God forbid to do IVF. Um, but there are, there are, Options. There are many. My one, my best friend and her one of my best friends and her husband. They have adopted a child. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it costs court costs, but there are plenty of kids that needs that yeah, need need homes. homes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not about um, you don't have to spend the money. It's like yeah, you don't you don't have to go. It depends if you want to have your own baby. You just kind of kind of have to figure out what your options are. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you want to make God laugh. Tell him your plan. 
Yeah. It just never works out the way you think it's going to, and it will work out the way it's supposed to, and you will be okay. I promise. Mm, I love that. I love that. Oh, I hope we I hope we um, helped you, and thank you for listening, new listener. I'm so glad we got another one. Yeah, you're attached. All right, shall we talk scary? Talk scary. Okay, so this is about John Arthur Aykroyd. Have you heard of this man? No. He is the man behind the ghost haunting on Highway 20, which is okay. in Oregon. Okay. So in 1977, he began working for the state highway department along U.S. Route 20, Mm -hmm. then ran east to west across Oregon. He was responsible for clearing wrecks, helping people people whose cars broke down on the highway, and maintenance, Mm -hmm. and where he got most of his victims. Oh. So this was, so I watched this. This was actually recommended. Okay. Someone slid in. You guys keep our, sending me. Yes. I, this is where we're getting all of our stories, Honestly, by the way. Honestly, I, I love guys. it. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. So, so somebody recommended this. I should have wrote his name down. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. Um, and there's a little YouTube series. It's like a five-parter. So this was a progression for John. Um, he started as a rapist. Oh. And turned into a killer. Was um, he convicted rapist before he had this job? No. Hmm. No, he was not. So he, okay. he, he, no, he, he worked here before his first victim. I see. So his first victim was the only one that he raped, but like, like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. So his first victim was in 1977, Ackroyd raped Marlene Gabrielson. And in the documentary, the way she explained this rape, <sighs> dude, the way that she fucking explained this rape was the most horrific, like, she could barely like get through the story. So he wasn't trying to kill her or she got away from him. He was just trying to rape he this just, girl. Mm-hmm. He was trying to, I don't think he knew the power that he had over women and what he could do. And I think it was like a growing thing that he, that he right. realized, you know, that he had within him. So Marlene said that she had gotten mad at her husband over something, over something small. So she was at like a bar. And she got into an argument with her husband. She chose to leave him there. So she told him that she would just get a ride home from somebody. First of all, I would, I mean, back in, this back in that day, back in that day, but back, in, but, but still, is that like a, was that like a common like thing? Hitchhike probably. Oh my God. Th- that was when she met John Aykroyd and he agreed okay. to give her a ride to her house. So Marlene remembers that at a time. I think she I've didn't, heard of this guy. Now it's it's like all kind of starting yeah. to make sense. Okay, so she didn't think that anything was strange about the truck door. So it didn't have she didn't have a lock she was on just, the inside. Yeah, right? she was just drunk. She was drunk. Yeah. So the door didn't have a lock, latches or handles on the right. windows. She had been drinking and somewhere along the way she passed out in Ackroyd's truck. Marlene awoke as she was being dragged out of the vehicle by her ankles. Her head had struck the automobile as Ackroyd pulled her out. Marlene recalls that he took a knife out of a coffee can and threatened her with it. He said, you will do everything I tell you to do. Ackroyd took her pants, ripped them down the front from the crotch to the leg. Then he proceeded to cut off her boots. Once he had all these items removed from her body, he violently raped her. When he was finished, he looked at her and said, what am I going to do with you now? Mm. Could you fucking imagine no. being butt-ass naked after being raped I mean, you check, and not knowing? You, you check out, I think. Your body goes and into such shock. And the way she shock. explained it, like the way she explained it, she was like, 
at that time, it was so beautiful and Oregon's so pretty. Yeah. She's like the, the rock formation that he like slammed her against to rape her. She, she noted that the moss growing on the rock mm-hmm. and like the little flowers like sprouting look so beautiful. And she was just like, I cannot believe that this is happening in such like a beautiful place. I think your, your, your brain has to go somewhere to protect yourself when you're in that oh, yeah. traumatic situation. Uh, it's like when you're counting fan oh, yeah. blades situation, you know? Oh yeah. So when he asked her this, she simply replied, take me home. Ackroyd gave her a dirty pair of pants to put on. Then he did just that. He drove her home on the way. He drove her home and on the way he so asked. She wa- I can't believe she wanted him to know where the fuck she lives. I, I think in any, she was just trying, like, oh, what do you do? You know, you don't want to be fucking killed. He has a knife. Right. Like you're just trying. She, she explained it too. She was just trying to, she turned on like a, a, a little sweet voice. Right. She was just trying, trying to just anything save to like, yeah, save herself. Um, but on the way he asked her if she would be his girlfriend. <laughs> fucking psycho. Yeah. Taken back, but determined to keep him calm, she told him that she would. Ackroyd took her to her mother-in-law's house, dropped her off, and quickly left. Marlene went to the hospital to get examined and had them do a rape kit. When Marlene reported the incident to the police, they didn't make any effort to arrest, let alone question him. They thought it was consensual. Mm -hmm. They didn't believe her. They picked apart Marlene's account of the events and even had her submit a polygraph test, which she didn't pass. I don't know why she didn't, she didn't pass that. Even after she gave them- Because I think it well, goes yeah, up and also, says you're yeah. lying when like you're nervous. Like you're fucking nervous, you're, you yeah. Um, even after she gave them her torn pants and tattered boots as evidence, they looked at her as if she were the one in the wrong. And they still did nothing to help her. Too many fucking cases have gone by. I mean, back in this, like 1977. It happens every day you know. here. Yeah. So second victim. Why is everybody so bad in the world? I don't I know. understand. Second victim, Kay Turner, who was 35 and was, so this is all off of this highway, all this highway, um, was spending the Christmas holiday at Camp Sherman in central Oregon with her husband and their friends. Went on a run the morning of December 24th. Mm-hmm. When she had gone, she, when she had been gone for several hours, her husband reported her missing to the authorities. While authorities were talking to people in the area, a couple of teenage boys told them to talk to John. They had seen Ackroyd's truck around the location Kay Turner had been jogging. Mm. When authorities interviewed Ackroyd in January of 1979, the man admitted that he had seen her jogging. At that time, Ackroyd was the only person of interest. He wasn't a suspect. (laughs) So eight months later, after he was questioned... Ackroyd went into the little store of Camp Sherman and told them that he had located some human remains. Oh. Why the, f- first of all. Pretend, yeah. But why? Right. Wh- wh- you could have, uh, this is what I'm trying to, you could have just like left that anything. past yeah. you and you, you. You brought attention to yeah, it. Yeah, you brought attention well, to it. Yeah. Because I think it's, it's sick. Yeah, yeah. It's a sick fucking thing. He attention. probably wanted people wanted to see it. Yeah. And fight it. He claims that he had found Kay Turner. He said that he smelled a god awful stench. Eight months later, bitch. Yeah, right. Yeah, there. That's that was his mistake. This wouldn't be the case because it'd be, it would be totally decomposed. Yeah, by there'd now. be no yeah. tissue yeah. left yeah. and eaten by whatever Dude, animals. Yeah, and yeah, scattered everywhere. Yeah. And I remember they they didn't they they only found like a like 
pieces. Like maybe I think like it was a jawbone and like half of a skull. Yeah. But that was like somewhere else. Yeah. So animals drag the body parts yeah, everywhere. All those bones were yeah. like a lot of animal bones. So they weren't really hers. Um, so authorities had Ackroyd sit down and take a polygraph test, which he actually failed. The testers, one specific question and answer that was deemed a lie was when he was asked, did you ever touch Kay Turner? Mm. He responded, no. After he failed the polygraph test, Ackroyd went on, a, went on to change his story. Mm. As all, they all fucking do. He would tell the authorities that he had, in fact, found her body back in February. Ackroyd didn't report it then because he was afraid he would be blamed for her murder. Oh, okay. According to the interview with the detectives who had investigated the K. Turner case, Ackroyd de- detailed the descriptions about how the body looked. He said there was a hole in her chest from a bullet. Kay's throat had been slashed and that the animals had been chewing on her body. Mm. So in July, 1990, so, so he got away with that. Like they, they were like, okay, well we got to investigate it. We can't, we don't have too much stuff that we can't put it on him. But in July, 1990, Rashonda Pickle was only 13 years old. Mm. Oh no. So he lived with this woman and her two kids. Okay. And Rashonda was her daughter. Okay. Um, so when Ackroyd and Linda got married in 1985, everything seemed really good at first, but things turned for the worst. Two of Rashonda's friends say she would come to school with bruises. And once she even had a patch of hair missing from her head, when they would ask her what happened, she would simply tell them that John had done it. Mm. One summer, the two kids went to visit their biological father in Oregon. It was a few weeks into the visit when things became somewhat tense. Byron, the young brother, remembers that their father sat them both down on the couch and straight up asked Rashonda if she had been touched inappropriately by anyone. That is when it was discovered that she had been the victim of molestation. Not long after that incident, their father and her got into a fight, so she wanted to go home. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be the last time that they saw her alive. Byron says that when Rashonda um, confided in their father about the abuse, he became angry and called their mother Linda. He told Linda that he was going to call the cops on Ackroyd and press charges. The day after the call is the day that Rashonda disappeared. So I think because he heard the mom and he thought he was going to get in trouble. Right. That's when he... He did this. When her mother noticed that she was missing, she didn't call the police until the following day. Apparently, Ackroyd told her that she couldn't call the police until a child had been missing for 24 hours. <laughs> Hearing this fucking call, this 911 call, oh God. the woman asked, so how long has she been missing? 24 hours? Well, why didn't you, you call before? before? Um, I was, I, I thought I you, you had true, to wait though. for 48 hours and she's like, not for a minor. Oh, right. Okay. Not for a child, for ma'am. For a child. Yeah. Yeah. So Ackroyd told, told her, you know, you, you can't call blah, blah, blah. So he's trying to buy some time. The police suspected early on that Ackroyd was involved in Rashonda's disappearance. They even tried to include him in searches of the place that they had arrested, that they had already searched, hoping that he would slip up and give them some information. Uh, they were hoping for any information he may have that would eventually lead them to Rashonda's body. Unfortunately, this was in vain effort on their part as Ackroyd would, uh, would offer up no new information, almost as if he were on their game and wasn't going to play along. So he, he was like steering them in right. a different direction, of course. which, that's what most which is weird do. because yeah. he led cops to yeah. the bo- one body right. and then now is like, you know, 
So next couple of victims. So also two, I guess we're running out of time. Two other victims on this road came up missing, Sheila Wilson and Melissa Sanders. And it's- They ever find their bodies? They never found their bodies. And it's so fucking heartbreaking because these girls, I guess, like didn't really come up for money or anything. And the brother was the only one that was concerned about finding, finding them, you know? Um, so June 12th, 1992, John Ackroyd was finally arrested along with his friend, Roger Beck for the rape and murder of Kay Turner. Again, they do it together. Mm-hmm. So I know that I didn't mention Beck before. <laughs> does, but, I don't know how they find these people. Yeah. But Beck happened to be Ackroyd's alibi for Kay's murder and had been mainly ignored by authorities during the investigation. He was forgotten until the task force decided to take a closer look at him. Ackroyd and Beck both did something that would end up doing the most damage to their case. Mm. So remember this, what I said earlier, separately and on several occasions, they both mentioned that Kay had been shot and stabbed. Oh yeah, that's right. Those facts were never released to the public. Right, they knew. So they. Yeah. So that's what they knew. So Ackroyd was convicted of killing Kay Turner in 1993, 15 years after she was murdered on the fateful Christmas Eve. In 2010, Ackroyd was close to being eligible for parole. So the authorities were bound and determined to keep him in prison where they knew he belonged. While there was no evidence in Rashonda's case, such as her telling her friends about the sexual abuse she suffered or anything like that, there was still no smoking gun Mm -hmm. to speak to prove that he had in fact killed her or Sheila Wilson or Melissa Sanders. And there's a lot of other cases on this highway that they think are linked to him. Oh, Ackroyd died in prison on December 30th, 2016. So they'll never know. They'll never know. They'll, they'll never know. But there's about eight, seven or eight cases of of bodies of it's women. Like cockroaches. When there's and one, you know there's the more. all the same, like they, all the same stories kind of, kind of idea. How crazy is that shit? How can People someone, so it just scary. makes me so sad that someone can get away with that or, or like, you know, you're on your, cause he was sick. He knew that he was sick. You would just want to just confess. Just give some closure to their family. Peace to those fucking family. So even to his fucking dying day, he did not give a shit. He didn't it was care. a game to him. He didn't care. Yeah. Horrible. Pretty fucking crazy, guys. Hopefully he was abused and they don't like rapists in prison. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully he got his, you know, paid his, his some dues in prison yeah. for what he did to these poor women <laughs> yeah, by other seriously. men. Seriously. Oh, wow. oh, well, thank you guys. That, that was note, a heavy one. Yeah, that was a really heavy one. Oh. Well, that was good. Hey guys, don't forget, um, follow us on Patreon. If you want to watch the video, mm-hmm. we're obviously on Spotify. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Tickety um, talk, we're on there. Oh my yeah, God, our fan base your, on there is growing, guys. Yes, we love it. Send we your questions it. to podcast at talkscarytome.com. Please. And, keep them uh, coming, guys, and cases. But yeah, keep the questions all coming. All of it. Yeah, we need the questions. Yes. Because that's, and yeah, if there's, yeah, we need the questions. Yes. So. We love it. Thank you guys. Bye. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.
Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough. (laughs) 